0: on along i'll take you to the lullaby of broadway the hickory and valley who the lullaby of broadway and in the center of it all is the milford
1: plaza stay at the milford plaza hotel with cocktail dinner and breakfast for 49.50 per person discover why we are the lullaby of broadway the milford plaza is the lullaby
0: so um
1: you got a lot of stuff around your house blake <laughs> well when you live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment in manhattan yeah you accumulate you accumulate a lot of things
0: i know i know i can i can tell my place is about the size of a shoebox and you got a lot of stuff in there you know so but i was coming over to bring you some food um our parents don't let us uh come over each other's houses anymore because they've just gotten too fed up with us. Uh, <laughs> That's really why we stopped
1: doing the show.
0: <laughs> yeah. One night we came home and our parents were sitting there and they're like, we got to talk to you guys. So you um you seem like you spend a lot of time with each other more than your significant others. Is there anything you need to tell us? And we're like, what are you talking about? We just like to watch movies together and stay over and sleep in sleeping bags out in the living room.
1: You're 40, like, Dion. Okay. Dion. Yeah, yeah well, you're 40s. Tw-
0: What's going on? When are you going to grow up? I'm like, I am growing up, Dad. Dad, I need you to get those toys out of the attic tonight, though, because uh, you know they're under the Christmas stuff, and uh, Blake and I want to play with our uh, cops figures and our mask figures. Enough. All right, but it's killing your mom's back. <laughs> going up there. Dion. Yeah, enough. Enough. When's it going to end? <laughs> Welcome to Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. Um, this is uh, Dion Baia. And I'm Jay Blake and uh here we are at it again doing some stuff this is um i guess what we call this like a like a side project a side cast
1: yeah we're just uh we're getting our sea legs back we're
0: yeah we're just trying to figure out you know we're socially distancing we got masks on uh we got nobody else is anymore but face. we still are <laughs> no yeah we're, we're still doing it we got we're we're 12 feet away from each each other because the six foot in the middle is where the mic is so um here we go. We brought some um we just finished eating. We were chatting about the podcast and stuff and then you know we said uh hey maybe we should um start recording one of these sons of bitches to 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 talk to the peeps out there, all the um the the people out there in the world today that listen to the show and we've had a lot of um feedback from people wanting to hear us again. And we laughed. We said, "Really? You really want to hear us again?" Okay.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I'm sure. Yeah, that is uh it's amazing that people still care that people ever cared. And <laughs> it's amazing that people still care.
0: Yeah, people are still messaging us and all that kind of stuff and you know asking us some our opinions on such matters and I'm like you want my opinion on this thing. That's and though fabulous.
1: you know I feel like we should <sighs> say up front like we're we'll start we're still not sure what the future will hold for the show, but uh we do appreciate everybody that's been Emailing us and DMing us, and uh, you know, so we Send decided, tasteful nudes. We decided since September's rolling around, we're getting back into school, and that's also our anniversary time for when yeah. we first did an episode so many years ago. That, uh, yeah, sure, for you, the loyal listener, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we got our school starts next week. We're gonna have to, you know, um, after Labor Day, we got to get back on the buses and head back to school. So we figured we'll do something now before, to a sleepover on a late, late Saturday night. Um, ooh, excuse me, I thought a burp was coming on there, but it went the other way. Um. <laughs> Ooh, that's the all that pepperoni from the uh, buckets of pizza there, indigestion. As you're getting older, I'm realizing the food that you have. You know, I start getting a lot of indigestion, which could be a sign of uh, I need some like a meprazole or some sort of uh, antacid or whatever. But I uh, can't put them back like I used to,
1: man. I'm just getting old. I hear you, man. It's just. I mean, you think yeah, we just we were in our 30s when we started this show. Jesus, now Jesus,
0: we're. age, Christ. <laughs> Now we're almost in our mid-40s, yeah. and uh, it, it's weird because I, like, you know, we always th- talk about how we always just feel like we're still, you know, 20 years old, and, um, you know, like nothing's ever happened, and it's the same thing, and it's odd because um, where I work every year, you know, we get new an influx of, like, interns or PAs uh, to, to, to come in and do it, and these are people getting right out of school and all that, so you're meeting these people, uh, girls and guys, and... Um, it's just funny seeing these young people and like, I'm getting to be that age where I'm kind of like when I'm seeing them. And then like, they're also like pushing me aside. Like, I guess maybe I'm looking at that age where they just don't even look at me as a, as a counterpart. I'm more like kind of maybe a mentoring figure, which is odd, you know, as a human. (laughs) Yeah. You know, not like anything else. And then I'm like, uh, you know, when I'm talking to these people, um, some of them, it's like, when were you born? And then, you know, um, Blake and I, of course, are the same age. We're in our early 40s. And they're like, yeah, I was born in 1999. And I'm like, Hachi Machi. You know, uh, Blake and I were in college. I I say that to them. I'm like, Blake and I were in
1: college when you were,
0: when you were Who's blake uh, the, Don't you worry about it. He's in my head. He's up here. It's the dark half. He's the guy that if you open my head up, his eyeballs going to open. You know, he's the face on the back of my head that, that whispers me evil things at night. Um, so it's just odd, you know, as we we're getting older, just time flying and stuff like that, and how long? I mean, when was that? Two thousand fourteen
1: or fifteen? We started this podcast. I think it was. I, I believe it was September of two thousand fourteen,
0: and uh, I was doing the pod prior to that, around yeah. two thousand eleven or twelve, and that's ten years, and it's just so it's so odd. And, and we uh, were also. I was
1: going to no say, and fire. you and I were doing stuff on
0: there for at least a year or two yeah yeah, started to like that and doing those sidecasts, yeah, we had all kinds of different things up and uh and that's what kind of led us to doing this thing on the side here and I gotta see what the uh fate of the um i guess this is a conversation to have uh with Blake off uh, camera or Mike, but um that um what we're uploaded to um I don't know what the status of that domain is either because. We've been, we had some malware attacks, if you remember some years ago, Blake, um, and then it hit the Podwitz site as well, and now the Podwitz site is giving us this thing saying, like, you should delete and resource your files, so I was talking to Brian Zeno and the other kid, um, Jay Marcus, who I used to uh, record with on those other, on that other site, and we were just trying to figure out what we do with it all, and if we affect the Podwitz site, does it affect the Saturday Night Night Movie Sleepovers, um, domain or catalog there, so, um... We've always been thinking about trying to transfer us over to YouTube or, or these other things, but it just, it's just such hard work. <laughs> and we should have been ahead of that so long ago, getting on YouTube and having these things burn out as picture or audio at the same time. But we're close to 200 episodes now, and it'd just be um it'd be some uh uh some time and effort to try to get it on there. Um, I know there's sites that do it for you, but I think they can get pricey. So I don't know. Maybe we can start um. Uh, putting a questionnaire out there for people and if people want to like donate or contribute or something get us some can like, do a go fund me maybe we can raise some money and at <laughs> least get ourselves on youtube for people to uh you know the, the regular old-fashioned podcast and tag the heck out of it tag them motherfucker and you know and uh you can go on and maybe still see us still the poster of the movie we're talking about and then you know hear us do it and Maybe in the future we'll figure out some sort of format like these new whippersnappers who are recording themselves as they, uh, you know, video-wise as they uh, as they chat. But that would just be hard because then you just see Blake and I, we'd have to, like, clean up the couch and the, uh, you know, we'd have to put the Doritos and the, <laughs> and the Mega Joke Colas away and all the, the cans of beer and stuff. And, you know, so we'd have to do some set dressing, so to speak. We
1: could... uh hire some young puppeteers to go back and do like crank yank style all our old episodes (laughs) we should do that
0: ourselves (laughs) we should we should make our own you know you can make your own puppet i'll make my own puppet i have in my um closet i've had all my life you might know this i have the um charlie mccarthy my parents got me like near when i was born so i've always remembered it a a life-size charlie mccarthy uh puppet and it must have been Maybe in the 70s or early 80s, they retail, sell. It's like, hey, pe- people are they're, they're, somewhere out there. There's a a want for Milton <laughs> Burroughs, you know, uh, <laughs> I, Snir- what's his name, Mortimer Snurgle, and and uh, and Charlie McCarthy. So I have him, and he's had, just freaky. And my wife
1: won't let him, you know, he, he stays in the closet. We had <laughs> one called, um, his name was Willie Talk, Willie Talk, <laughs> Willie Talk, and it was a ventriloquist's dummy. Um I'm sure some creative I'm sure some creative kid out there could uh take, you know, decades Home. worth of of Bert and Ernie uh, <laughs> clips <laughs> and just cut our own. Oh, like
0: they do, they put those raps that'd be, you're right, You know, they do those, they put them to rap songs now, old hardcore gangster rap, that'd be cool to have Bert and Ernie us just talking, you know, walking around and there's two hours of us just, you know, as Bert and Ernie, or they can, there's people out there who make anything, I see like on YouTube or uh, Etsy or whatever the heck now where you can, people can make the felt puppets, it seems quite easy you get an order and people will make you like a Muppet style you know that might be pretty cool. I, I I regret that when FAO Schwartz was open, you'd have that as like an option. You can go there and spend a couple hundred dollars and have them make you a custom Muppet. And I always wanted to do that, but I never dropped the money. And then it's since closed, and I think it's relocated. But I don't know if they still offer that, which would be really cool. I have like a a Muppet look-alike, the two of us there, and then with the sticks on our arms, you know, and all that kind of thing. But I don't know how entertaining that would be for people, you know, <laughs> as we're talking about things and then trying to reenact stuff. So I don't know. Um, but it seems like the podcast people still, um, you know, we've been on a hiatus since, um, uh, what is it, 2020 maybe? Uh, maybe uh, November, October, November 2020. So it's like we're still getting uh, people talking to us and, and, ex- and saying how um, – how much they like the show and they they they're going back and re listening in order or there's people who are like you know um freaking um uh, what do you call that binging it and stuff like that so uh i i think you've said that to me too Blake right that that it's like um it, it's there's something to be said there that it's nice that there's people who want to go listen to it and also listen to it more than once you know go back and listen to it a second time or a third time certain episodes yeah that's kind of rewarding
1: yeah it I mean, it is. Look, we put a lot of work into it, and that's one of the reasons why we kind of we kind of fizzled out there. I think, yeah. unlike most shows, we did when we started doing the show back in take us take us back in time, way back in 2014, um, way down the alley. I mean, um, there were, obviously there were other podcasts and there were other movie podcasts, but you and I didn't really listen to them, so uh, we didn't really. No, you know, I don't, they're not rules, but things that people do like to take, do it in seasons or, you know, not do it regularly. You know, for us, it was, we did at least one episode every two weeks for like almost six years until we, till the pandemic hit. And then we, for a few months, we dropped it off to once a month instead of every two weeks. You did it remotely, yeah. We didn't lose. <laughs> you know, there was, <laughs> like clockwork, there was always an episode at least every two weeks, and then sometimes a side cast on top of that. And, yeah. uh, the shows got longer and the movies got more labor intensive in terms of, um, the research we would do, and then we started reading the novelizations on top of that.
0: (laughs) Which was a great... That was a great idea to do. Uh, I'm seeing some people doing that now, but you're right. We didn't cop a format. We didn't know, like, hey, Joe Blow's doing it this way. Um, You know, I think it was... You know, we had... I saw that people were doing stuff about... I forget what it was. Somebody was doing stuff, and I was like, well, why don't we do that about movies? You know, And that was kind of like the idea, like, hey, let's break the movie down and do an episode about a movie, but not hate on it like other places yeah. would do, like you know, lovingly love it. I had and listened that to... That was kind of our format.
1: I had listened to one episode of How'd This Get Made or something. I, I don't remember the title of it now. It's a popular movie podcast that comedians do. Somebody was telling... I was working with somebody, um, and she said oh, you should listen to this. They talk about all the movies you love. And I was like, yeah, but do they like make fun of it? She's like, well, you know, but they you can tell they really love the movie and stuff. And I listened to the Halloween 3 episode of that podcast, and I was like, you know, F these As <laughs> That's <labs> for me! <laughs> and I was like, F these people. They're not even paying attention to the movie. They're, they're asking questions that if you just paid attention to the plot, you would not have these questions. Is and, it almost like it was a mystery
0: science theater? Like they were watch they were talking as the movie went on, yeah, kind of a thing. No, like but a, sometimes like a, they a, a would do it party?
1: they would do it live in front of audiences, but um no, but they would talk about the movie. And I just remember there was like plot things that they were questioning, and I was like, No, that's there. That makes sense. You're asking a question that's answered in the movie, if you just paid attention to the movie instead of rag on it, <laughs> you know, when you were watching it. And so yeah. that was the only reference to a movie podcast that I had was that one episode of that show that I listened to. And so kind of in some ways, like the idea for this show was born of like, let's talk about those kind of movies, but not in a shitty way. (laughs) Let's let's, let's give them the kind of respect that other people and journalists and film researchers are giving to citizen Kane and vertigo. But let's talk about, you know, Mind Warp. <laughs> Remo Williams. <laughs> and Remo William. Mind Warp. <laughs> in that way. And that was kind of the only, that was like the mission statement. And then we just started recording. And uh, yeah, people that start from the beginning will see the evolution of, it, the show was like 45 minutes to an hour. There was a lot, in the beginning, there was a lot of just like recapping plot because we didn't really yeah. know what else to talk about. And yeah, but uh, yeah, so we just jumped into it and we started doing it and we didn't realize that like, oh, you can not do a show that, <laughs> one week <laughs> or you could take the summer off or you could do this. And because uh, I think we were we were so we had in our heads and I think rightfully so that. One of the ways to gain an audience is to just be consistent so that people know there's going to be a new episode on Friday, every other Friday. They can, they know it's going to be there. You know, I hate when we're, when I get into a television show on, uh, right on, you know, like on cable or regular TV, not on streaming. And they just like, they keep changing the time that it airs and the day it airs and you're, well, now you can do the DVR and they will just pick it up whenever yeah,
0: you it, can, it airs. but Wherever it is, yeah. Back in the day when you're trying to find that thing.
1: And it's like, I'm trying to get know, it in this show, but I can never I can never find it. So I think in our and head... You
0: know the history of that. A lot of those stores, the greatest shows, that's how people fell off of them because you, you'd lose them like Firefly. You, you don't know where it went, you know, and people would lose his audience.
1: And I think, you know, as, as, as an older generation as we are, <laughs> and uh, both people that kind of work in television we had in our heads that like consistency we'll know everybody will know every two weeks they'll have an episode and uh we just went for it and uh, we did it you know we, we don't have the numbers <coughs> of somebody like wrong Real, where like just did 600 yeah. episodes <laughs> or something yeah
0: well that's also it's, uh, that's his full time job James yeah. is able to James Hancock over there is able to dedicate the time um, you know, he's, he's for the most part, he's a single guy who's able to just, um, have all his other irons in the fire that are giving him the monetary, that are the stabilizing him. He's able to then put his free time towards, cause that's the other thing with me is, uh, you know, I, maybe I think you'd agree as you're getting older, it's like, you're losing this time. I don't know where it's going. So it's like, it's just in the day we have less and less time to devote to things. So it's suddenly, it's so hard to think about that. We were doing all this massive research every week and a half to two weeks, you know, reading the novelization, or reading a chapter of a book, or checking this stuff up, or looking this, or watching these special features along with the movie, so that we'd have a frame of reference to speak to it was—it was kind of a lot of heavy lifting there.
1: And it wasn't even till, like, we joined Twitter, and then specifically, I joined Twitter just before the first *Squirted Death* book came out. I only really joined Twitter initially to promote the book, that I realized that other people were doing this. <laughs> You know, and yeah. that, so that was like two years later, you know, for like two years we were, I was, at least I was kind of doing this in a vacuum, you know, like I kind of, I knew there were podcasts, I knew podcasts exists and maybe even had started listening to uh, Kevin Smith's modcast on occasion, but that was a yeah. very different show than, than what we were doing. And so it wasn't until like Twitter that I started to realize that other people were doing, you know like people sitting around just talking about movies kind of show. So it really was like this weird vacuum that we did show in at least for a year. Um, you know, maybe more and we not knowing what other people were doing. And, uh, you know, I think in the beginning it was definitely just an excuse for us to get together and talk about movies. And over time I kind of realized that like, you know we don't need to have a podcast to do that, like we could just, <laughs> just talk about movies,
0: which we were originally doing before that, which yeah, like, then, like the idea was like we should record what we're talking about because we're making each other laugh, and then maybe other people, and then then it devolved into or evolved into the podcast, yeah devolved um, yeah and, and then that's how the format kind of changed too. it kind of evolved as well because we didn't really have any kind of idea what we're doing but we always didn't want to just shit on the movies which was always nice and i think that was kind of something that set us apart because a lot of even now i watch some of these i mean i guess they've gotten better but um what i i guess i watch more stuff on youtube these days say and then um with the stuff i see there are, there are some good analyses of stuff analyses but um i don't really kind of frequent any of the podcasts that do what we were doing um, and I don't know if that was a good or a bad thing. Maybe it was a good thing. Like you said, because we were in a bubble, we didn't realize, you know, that if people were doing a similar style or whatever. Um, so we tried to have our kind of singular way of doing things, which I guess people ended up liking and enjoying.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I've heard, I mean, we, look, we, we I always say <laughs> my, my phrase now about the show is that like, we're the most influential sh- Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers is the most influential show you never heard of. Most you know, the most influential podcast you never heard of. Because we have I've had people come up and or tell me or I've guested on a podcast and they've said to me like off mic that, you know, Saturday night movie sleepovers was the reason why I started doing a podcast. Or wow, uh, you know, I base the format of my show based on Saturday what you guys do with Saturday night movie sleepovers. And which is very flattering. But then, you know, kind of like the asshole in me over time was just like you know, th- now there's just a bunch of people doing what we do. Maybe we should be doing something else now.
0: <laughs> yeah. And probably ha- doing a better way of promoting it and getting it out there and have a better um, yeah, getting, a
1: a, b- a vaster audience. Getting bigger than we are, making money off yeah. of it and whatnot, joining networks and uh, and all that stuff. Though Look, you know, I think there's something to be said. Just yesterday, my my brother has been uh, texting me from time to time over the last uh, year or two, saying, uh, "When are you guys going to do another episode?" You know, like I miss I miss the show. And yeah. uh, yesterday, I I texted him. I said, "We're gonna we're actually going to record something tomorrow." And he said, "That's he's like, oh great." You know, he has a coveted Saturday Night Movie sleepover T-shirt. He does. And uh, he
0: owns... So that limited edition run we
1: had. <laughs> and he owns a uh, a very popular music venue in Philadelphia. And he said, you know, over the last year or two, uh, three people at the club, not the people that he works with, but like just three people, uh, customers, have commented yeah. on the shirt. And been like, oh, so why do I sleepovers? He's like, now three people doesn't sound like a lot. But how often does somebody comment on what you're wearing? (laughs) And it's a show, it's like he'd be in,
0: it's not like he has it on the wall, it's he's wearing the shirt. He's just, he's wearing
1: the t-shirt. Somebody's like, oh, Saturday night movie sleepover.
0: I know that thing. I I know what that is. Or uh, when we did. Well, you had that thing in L.A., right? I mean, you, didn't you tell me when you were out in L.A. Um, on solving one of your mysteries out there when you were, um, you know, Columboing it, and did you weren't you in line and you laughed and somebody
1: behind you tell tell regale us with that story <laughs> again, Blake. <laughs> I was at a table in Monster Palooza, son of Monster, one of the Monster Paloozas in uh, the Ghost of Monster Palooza in, in the L.A. area. And uh, John Massari, the composer of uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, was signing stuff at a table. And I was standing there talking to him. And uh, <clears throat> John is now featured in Scored to Death 2, more conversations with some of our greatest composers. But uh, I don't know. He said something and I laughed. And then there was a guy next to me who said, uh, I know that laugh. <laughs> think total like, you know, Han Solo, Jabba style. And he said, in the water, Zolo. he said, uh, are you Jay Blake from Saturday Night movie sleepovers? I said, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, so that was nice. We talked for a few minutes and then I would see him every time I would go out there at these conventions, I would see that guy. And, um, I regret that I'm awful with names, but I'm very good with faces. So every time I would see him, yeah, I'd, same say, here. I'd say, Hey, <laughs> Hey, you, how are you? Um, but even when we did Monster Mania, um, together, oh, yeah, right? Didn't somebody you randomly had you, had, you th- had the original the the uh, prototype, the one that we had?
0: We had the um, what's his face? Um, uh, Creed uh, Ryan C- R R R H Y Creed, right? Remember, he designed the um, the artwork for us. Yeah, I'm probably saying his name wrong. Um, I think he was maybe not from this country. He lived like in Alaska for a bit, or he would live on a cruise ship. But he used to do graphics and he just one day sent us a you know gave us the rights to it or whatever and he did that picture of the two of us on the couch right that one yeah like the cartoon so we, one. Did, we did yeah of, of two of us on the couch sitting there and then like i made baseball jerseys out of it were like our names on the back and our number and we yeah we wore that to one of the
1: monster Paloozas. yeah and you were walking to go to the bathroom or to check out to another room or just like walking around the convention or to get us something to drink and somebody was like hey saturday night movie sleepovers <laughs> yeah and And i got cold cocked (laughs) and uh i remember you said some guy that was like behind you because sometimes in that convention it was like a funnel to get to the door and you would be you you know you have to like stand in a crowd and funnel through the doorway and somebody was next to you was like hey man if somebody recognizes your, your podcast that means you've made it or something like that
0: yeah i do remember that uh, it's so
1: it's yeah it's nice to hear
0: people still on you know on, uh, on uh, online on social platforms messaging us and stuff like that and I don't really engage as much as I guess I should be and I'm just getting tired of trying to promote and all that kind of stuff and get on um, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and then you know um, I guess it's you're old now if people consider you know you're an old timer if you're just using Facebook or Twitter and Instagram or or the other one, um, t- uh, b- 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 um TikTok, which I don't have. You know, a lot of people are on that now. So, um, you know, we never really good we always needed a good um marketing department, which we never <laughs> had. We should have outsourced the marketing department and had some sort of other group come up to, with a format for us to to, to advertise or to sp- sponsorships versus um getting us out there because we never even knew really what our numbers base was either. We you know, we we were we, we thought we had some very substantial numbers as well from the algorithms that we were using so um for a while you know we thought you know we were doing pretty good and and then the feedback we were getting from people randomly was kind of um i guess backends or supporting that kind of um uh, reasoning in our minds that we had some pretty big numbers by what people were listening to so it astounds me now when you see people especially on youtube now you'll see like clicks and views that people have a million or a hundred thousand views yeah. and, and subscribers and all that and likes and it's just like and you know, everybody's trying to Hit that like button and stuff, and I guess it's kind of um, a little um, off-putting when you start seeing in the past couple of years that now everybody's got a podcast, everybody's got a thing, every so it's like it's just you know it's such a fight for the eyeballs or ears of people. It's just like it's hard because at what what level are you going to be able to get to the part where you're a success? Because there's just so much to choose from out there. It's almost like you get lost in a grain of sand on a beach, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I know that. I, I don't know if off-putting is the word. I would say that it's it's discouraging if. That's what I guess I mean. yeah. yeah. I mean, like, I know you kind of didn't mean it that way, but I don't know. I mean, there is part doesn't of doesn't do good for your morale. Like, yeah. Ah. I mean, there's obviously, you know, you sh- we should be like, who cares? Yeah. We but, should, shouldn't we? <laughs> but, <laughs> but we're not. I I don't yeah. know. I, I, it's weird like I don't really think of myself as a competitive person in a lot of ways, but in certain ways I am and Yeah, I mean, how could you not be discouraged when you're when you've been doing something and you've been putting so much work into it and you know, we did things that nobody thinks to do, which was like spend money on advertising and you know, so it was like it was costly and yeah, uh, labor intensive and eating 30-year-old popcorn, uh, uh, cereal. (laughs) Putting our lives in
0: danger. Putting our lives in danger, eating eating, uh, asbestos.
1: You know, so, I don't know. I think it just got to the point. And also, you know, I was thinking about this the other day, that, like, you know, whether we were correct or not, at least for me, part of the reason why I wanted to do this show, a show like this, was because I wanted to give attention to movies serious attention and loving attention to movies that I didn't think were 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 getting it and now all those movies are so it's like in a way like the reason why I wanted to do it in the first place is is moot you know yeah and I was thinking you know if we ever get back into it full throttle where we want to start doing the show regularly again I feel like it's like Maybe we go back and now we we focused on the primarily on the 80s and 90s, even though we did do movies from other decades. But people think of us as an 80s, and 90s show. Maybe a way that we, we carve out a new niche for ourselves is to do 60s, 70s. You know, <laughs> now we just we switch focus because everybody's doing 80s and 90s nostalgia. So now maybe we start doing old movies now on a more regular basis just like i'm a, i'm always of the what am, i am not interested in doing what everybody else is doing i want to do whatever i want to do what m- few people or nobody's doing and then when p- everybody starts doing it i don't want to do it anymore <laughs> you yeah. know like i wasn't the first person to interview composers by any stretch of the imagination But again, I did score to death, just like we were talking about how we did Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers, which is like I did score to death in a vacuum. I wasn't listening. I wasn't even on Twitter yet. So I don't I didn't know that there were some film music podcasts and even those weren't interviewing composers on a regular basis. But then I did these books and I joined social media to try to promote them. And now there's a million podcasts that interview film music composers um like when i started doing uh saturday i scored to death the book when i started the book there wasn't even people like i don't even think they had started making scored a film music documentary yet which is now like probably the most popular composer uh podcast you know my book came out it's called score yeah it's a documentary about And then they, now they do a podcast and they started doing a podcast. Their first episodes started posting like a month or two after I started posting score to death, the podcast where I continued to interview composers. And it was, and now there's a million of them and I shouldn't care. There's enough composers to go around. Yes, you should Blake. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm and I am by no stretch of the imagination saying that I'm you know, that I'm the reason why people are doing it now. Yes, you are, Blake. But when everybody else is doing it, it's like, well, that I don't need to do it. You know? Like, yeah. I'm always like, I'm, done. I'm trying to fill a need.
0: <laughs> and, yeah. w- and
1: when that need doesn't exist, I move on to something else. And you, you put uh, your backpack on and you start walking
0: down the road with the thumb out and then you hear that piano music. Da, yes. da, da, da. And then the credits roll, and it's a wide shot coming back, and you kind of get lost in the, you know,
1: yeah, the, uh, in the and people. So uh, there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of reasons why I think we we needed a break from Saturday Night Movie sleepovers. Um, and who knows, you know, like we're sitting here now, and uh, you know, truth be told, like Deanne and I have not heard each other's voices or seen each other. In two years, <laughs> you know, In a long two years. Uh, which is the long. Parents put a stop
0: from us hanging out. Our parents are like, "You're not able to hang out anymore." So uh, you know,
1: and even even our parents' rules. especially in the beginning, even that we didn't text, and it was like that was the longest period of time since we met in 1997 that we were kind of like incommunicado. Yeah. Um. So I'm all I'm saying is, who knows? Who knows what? You know, there was, there were discussions towards the end of like, well, how can we still do something, but not do something this labor intensive? And we had kind of talked about maybe just doing a different format, and continue to do stuff. We'll see. We'll see what the future holds. But what I will say is, you know, we started the show in September of 2014. It's now, uh, se- September-ish of, uh, 2022. And, uh you know as we wrap up this kind of uh sidecast of us kind of getting back into the flow of of talking on mic to each other i thought it would be fun to look back <laughs> i always doodle, doodle. i always wonder there's very definite do you have favorite episodes of the show i mean you know um, you know the show better than i do because you, you edited all the episodes and you posted them and everything. And so like, you're more familiar with the actual content of the episodes than I am for the most yeah. part. I, you know, I, we do all the research separately and then we show up and, and we talk. And then once we hit stop, like that's the, the like, I, I'm now divorced from that episode. I can forget everything that we <laughs> learned for that episode. We crammed
0: in. Yeah. But,
1: but you had the, uh, Unfortunately, you had the job where you you had to you had to live with it for a while before it got posted. But I do look back and I think like there are episodes that I like one because of the movies, but mostly because like on, at least in recollection, I feel like those were the best examples of when of our strengths of what I, what I felt like we do well. And I don't know what the listeners' favorite episodes are if you. If you're listening now and you have favorite episodes of the show, uh, you know, feel free to share them with us on Twitter and, and Facebook. Yeah, send
0: us on a postcard. Yeah, <laughs> write us a postcard. Put it in the mail and we'll get it in about a month. Send your postcards to Saturday Movie <laughs> <Yeah>. Sleepover. <laughs> no C O D. Uh that would be interesting to hear what other people have to say if there's favorite episodes. I mean, I certainly liked there was a stride there where we were literally maybe 2015 or so, where we were putting out, like, a freaking, uh, like, we used to, every September, um, as Blake said, is kind of our anniversary, so we'd kind of do the anniversarial episode, and then we kind of got into a theme of what episodes, kind of movie styles we would do for that anniversary, but that was always kind of like a big feat, you know, it was like the big uh, anniversaryal kind of episode, uh, but there was that little time there where we were doing... um. Uh, a whole bunch of, you know, every month or every two months, we were doing a huge episode. Remember, we did, like, Star Trek six. We did the original Star Wars. The Star Wars was, like, a, a surprise episode after, I think, Halloween. And we did four movies for Halloween. Or Christmas. Did, I, I think, think it was
1: a Christmas episode, the original Star
0: Wars. Yeah. Uh, yeah in the December era there, uh, area, um, we did, uh, like, for a few dollars more, we did a whole bunch of really big episodes, but we were also, like, kind of... Talking about the um, the backstory of 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 whatever genre. genre we were talking <laughs> Entire about, it's <genre>. yeah. <laughs> the styles of filmmaking. You know, we're summing it up. You know, so I know at, at first some people didn't like that, like our, you know, what was it Mike Vanderbilt who said to us that time that they were listening to No Holds Barred and you know they were like, oh, finally, forty five minutes in and we're finally talking about no no holds barred, but it's like, <laughs> well, we were setting up the world we were in because wrestling wrestling you know for people who don't know the era of some of these movies i think how we used to lend a context to a lot of stuff was for me it was very satisfying because it's like i don't know like today i talk to people it's so discouraging and it's like younger people you know they don't they don't know anything i mean it's just i i since we've stopped recording i've also kind of divorced myself from a lot of the um I don't, know, I don't really watch the Marvel shows anymore. I mean, they, I used to try to be very up to date when we were, when I was doing the Podwits because it was like a weekly kind of topical thing. But then when we got into doing this, we didn't have to do that, which was great. And I wasn't one to just follow, and I know you're not either, to follow these trends, so to speak, and what was popular. And sometimes the more something was popular and people told me to watch it, the more I kind of didn't want to watch it. So I kind of fell back and I wasn't watching. You know, there was there's so much content out there. It was almost discouraging. So, um, I never was, I'm not really up to date anymore. I've kind of had my head in the sand or, or in a hole for a couple of years. And then on top of it, when I talk to young people, you know, or I see these lists, I see like the best movies of all time. And there's a hundred lists and a hundred movies in like, say 50 to 60 movies on the list are, after 2000 you know and it's like and I'm like yeah these are okay movies but you're trying to tell me like you know Tarantino's version of Django Unchained is the best western of all time it's like have you seen any other westerns in the genre and you know and then people even our age you know who wouldn't watch black and white movies or older movies so it's just it's it's hard sometimes to to see what people are talking about versus I don't know. I, I have huge gaps of ignorance in my um, um knowledge of certain things and then when there's people who are like us who are you know cinemaphiles, the it, it just astounds me sometimes people who don't want to go check out older stuff or different kind of things. So it can be discouraging sometimes. Yeah.
1: But the question no, is I, do you have any favorite episodes of <laughs> That was why I brought all that up. Yes.
0: Um I liked let's see. I think Star Trek Six was very good. You know, I liked our Star Trek Six. I liked Um With You, I also liked our For a Few Dollars More uh podcast. I liked um I mean I liked even like our Fantastic Four, the Roger Corman one, you know. I mean there's a lot of I mean if we start check uh you know, I mean I, I was before we uh I got driven over here today by my mom in the station wagon, uh in the um the the L T D Country Squire uh, sitting in the back looking out the window uh, at the traffic coming at me with the flip seat. I was looking at the list of all of our stuff, uh, and it's like, you know, we had hundred, almost 200, we had 187 episodes. So I was like, oh, well, we got a lot of stuff in here. And, you know, stuff like the Multis Falcon, which was one of the last ones we did, was really good. Uh, but we have a lot of, I don't know, I don't know what really... Uh, what do you call that? Just shines out at me as the my favorites. Yeah. Because if you start naming stuff, it's like I liked our episode on the mummy, the hammer mummy, because we talked about hammer. Or I liked, you know, um this or that. So I do like maybe uh movies we did because it led to discussions about topics that were fun when we would give our people know the uh our, our concept was kinda like giving the context of an error or whatever we were talking about to lead in. So a lot of that stuff was fun if we were concise and having a good banter back and forth. Um so those those were I liked those a lot better than the you know, the, the episodes were, you know, uh I was doing more talking than you say or something or I came with too much stuff or whatever the hell, I don't know, you know, or you know, one of us was excited about a movie than, than another, um, some of the w- ones like, you know, those Halloween movies we did, uh, we would binge put four in for October, you know, some of those were shitty movies, but they were some of the best conversations to talking yeah, about this yeah. or that and the other thing. So those were, that was all, that was all really fun doing those. And then there was other ones that we've done, which, you know, after I, I put them out, I never really thought about them again, you know, after we, we, um, you know had them all packaged and, and 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 sent to
1: market so i mean i don't uh, how about you do you have anything yeah i mean i don't have an official list but i think ones that i think about when i think like what what when we when were we at our best are the ones that i'm proud of i think our raiders episode <clears throat> i was just thinking when you said that i was just thinking about the raiders yeah, yeah. <laughs> i think our raiders yeah, the lost Ark episode is pretty good um yeah i'm proud of that one uh yeah an early episode that i think was when we were like really hit it when we were kind of i think the episode that sticks out as like when we kind of figured out what our strength could be was the warriors
0: yeah it, and that was kind of the first time we also delve into the novel Yeah, that wasn't a novelization but it was we went to the Soluric source material and that's kind of where we got the idea of let's read the book first and Go yeah. into it I mean, we read the novelization for Dirty Harry and I don't remember if that was the first novelization we read, and then we realized, oh, there's so much more info in these darn things. And then you and I on the side are both avid collectors of novelizations and, and that kind of a thing. So we have an, um, like an obscene amount of these books that we shouldn't you know we don't need yeah. just taking up all of our space. <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. I think, Uh, uh, but that's that stuff kind of when we opened those doors and and we started going down those avenues. And Warrior sticks out to me as like one where it was like, oh, like we could be doing something. Like this could be our take on it. Like this, like, like I don't think any other, I don't, you know, like I said, we, we weren't really listening to other podcasts, but that was an episode where I was like, I think this is unique. Like, I don't think anybody else would cover this movie the way we're doing it right now. Raiders, I think, is a really good one for us. Um I think Escape from New York was a good one for us. Yeah, uh, that was good. That was – because we – the novelization, I think, was really interesting and –
0: um we brought up the board game as well, didn't you? Have the board game? I do. Or, or you maybe got it for or... me as a
1: present. It's sitting in the other room. Was that for that episode, or was that <laughs> no? You brought, but I think I brought up maybe in that episode that I wanted it, and I like I always wanted or it. or it. had it, yeah. And then at some point you uh, you brought you gave it to me as a gift on on air um, for a few dollars more. I think was another yeah. good one. Um,
0: well, that's our favorite of the of the spaghetti trilogy there. That we still say to this day. A lot of people, I think, you know. Uh, sleep on and don't really give it to the do they like fistful of dollars or uh good to bad and the ugly yeah but uh i think they hit their stride there with that one over the top uh, and we gave over the top <laughs> is a f- fantastic episode too um because it, and you think about people like oh i don't if you haven't listened to that one it's like not only are we talking about the movie but we're talking about the they invented a um uh, an arm wrestling uh competition yeah. and industry and i still get because when we would publicize these i would join all the facebook groups of these and then try to like you know here we and then um you know uh post onto their pages that this we did this as well or this or that so i still get a crap load of arm wrestling posts from you know from that (laughs) and i'm like why am i getting this and i'm it's going through my feed and it's oh it's because i joined this group when we did the over the top i liked our titanic episode the um Raise the Titanic. Um, I mean, because that was all over the place. I mean, we did talk about uh, the Clive Klusler movie, but we also talked about my affinity for the Titanic. And then the, which at the time was new to me there, the conspiracy theories about that, which I found very interesting because you don't hear a lot of people talking about those. These are the um, ideas that people think why the Titanic actually sank. So that was fun. Um,
1: One of my favorite, uh, I mean, we have so many. One of my biggest uh, points of pride of the show is I had, at some point somebody on Facebook through a Canon films group or whatever had posted a thing about over the top. And I shared, I commented with like, Hey, you know, listen to us talk about it on Saturday movie sleepovers and uh, a Hollywood executive who I, (laughs) who I met commented or applied to my post. And he called the, our, our over the top episode, the single best, Podcast episode about canon films, and I was like, "Yeah."
0: Well, I wish some (laughs) of these people would approach us and then and help a mother out with some stuff. um, You Uh. know, because that that's great to hear stuff like that. Because you said that there was people also in the industry listening, which is fabulous. But that'd be cool too, like because we were the, the other thing we were doing was doing this as a way to try to get our ourselves out there and try to sell ourselves, and it's hard now you know, when you're still writing these letters about this or that, and you can't say, I'm a young, inspiring. It's like, well, you're freaking middle-aged now, man. You can't be saying that, you know, yeah. like if you have a chance. So it's it's just hard. Like, you know, I had screenplays that I turned into books with the idea of getting them maid, and now I've got a couple books, you know, and so I guess I'm an author or a novelist, but it's just, uh, you know, we have all these other dreams, too. It's just hard now. It's just the hustle gets harder to do as you get older, and we were using this as a form to sell ourselves too so um it's nice to hear people enjoy it but if there's people in the industry who were digging our stuff you know that'd be great contact us maybe we can do some you know collaborate or do something a format like that you know if you think our canon i i think some of the canon stuff we did um uh the uh, invaders you invasion usa masters of the universe um we never got to a charlie bronson uh, movie or canon specific movie. Um, but, you know, we had a lot of good Canon installments. Did we have an, I think we I feel like we had one more canon as well. Uh I know we were calling Punisher the, the Dolph London movie a canon, but I don't think that was a canon. That was maybe um that other company. Uh but uh I mean and then we had episodes we were gonna do, which, you know, are kind of still on the list, which would have been would be fun to do. Would be tough to do in the old format, but we had a lot of other things we wanted to get to too, uh, but uh, it was it, it was it was just hard because we can go on for hours. We'd have three hour episode. I mean, sometimes it <laughs> would get so big that when editing it in post production, we'd have to cut it up because the the program is just too big. You can't edit a four hour you know uh, audio file without having some issues. I mean, now I guess you can, but I was using kind of like dated um, f- um, programs and stuff. So uh, I think let's we see. I, think, I mean, I, I,
1: I think we may. <laughs> And I have no statistics to base this on. And this entire episode is is going to sound like us just, like, patting ourselves on the back. Well, well, somebody's got to. Talking about how great we are. But I think we may have been one of the pioneers of the really fucking long podcast. Well, you know, I remember trying to explain that to people. You know, it's like people would – you'd
0: have two – two schools of thought there people you know you you show somebody something and they'd look at it like jesus four three hours what are you talking about on you know for three hours it's longer than the movie and it's like well i guess you need to listen first before you can kind of yeah. get your head around we're not just talking about the movie it was just it was the our format we were talking about our experiences growing up watching the movie memories of it then getting into the history or the genre or setting the table so to speak uh, unpacking the movie Uh, So a lot went into those kind of longer format ones. And I don't, I mean, I would say, I don't know, uh, three quarters of them were were good full episodes. They weren't just filler where people get bored for the most part. Uh, I mean, at the beginning, we'd have a lot of like silly stories that would, you know, first first 10, 15 minutes. Sure, fine. We would be talking about some zany anecdote about you know us growing up together or an old memory or something but that would lead into the movie and then i would think that was also what people liked you know the funniness of yeah the I'm, quirky
1: i mean i think people you know. that liked our shtick liked that aspect of the show uh i, I didn't yeah. do a lot of podcast guest starring guest things while we were on hiatus i was for the most part kind of taking a break from this style of podcast and uh concentrating on my own well, you're stuff. doing
0: score to death right i was doing a so score de- to i
1: started doing score to death radio which is kind of more like a radio show although the last couple of episodes have been more of kind of like an audio documentary where i in painstaking detail probably more so than most people want talk about the history of the band goblin but um no wrong with that i remember i guessed bef- at some point probably before we took our hiatus i had guessed it on a on a podcast and they were like, you know, like block out. It's going to take, it's going to be three hours. And they were saying it like a point of pride, like that their show's three hours. And I was like, three hours. I could do three hours of my sleep. (laughs) That's that's nothing. (laughs) I remember I would, when I used to, I haven't done wrong reel uh, with James uh, Hancock in years. Uh, You've kind of picked up, you've picked up the mantle of uh, representation of the show on the, on that show for us. But I remember I would do episodes there, and, and, like, James would tap out after, like, four hours, five hours.
0: Oh, he's done that with me. He's like, okay, I think we can wrap this up. You know, he's like, I've got two hours. Well, that's that's how he makes his. you know, he's he's very economical with his time. He's like, I know we have three hours to record this and stuff, so I'll be getting, I'll have a whole other page of notes. And I'm like, oh, okay, we should wrap this up. And, you know, but, because um, we can go on a bit. But, yeah, I mean. I mean, and that was good because we're. it's almost like all-inclusive. What did you used to say, too? You'd say that it was kind of like we would try to, our episode, we would try to make every episode or movie topic we would talk about be the definitive. We wanted it to be kind of the definitive thing you, for the most part, listen to. So if you listen to our episode, not only would you get uh, the stuff people kind of already know, but we would try to fill in it all the blanks and everything else and paint the whole picture so you had an idea of yeah. the genre, the
1: Whatever the heck, what was going in, and all the the thought process. My goal for so, a long time, and it was that way with Score to Death too. My goal was always like, if we do when we cover a movie, no one's ever going to need to cover this movie again because they're never going to be able to, <laughs> to outdo like our our episode will be the definitive episode in this movie. I don't, th- I don't, I don't know a... if we ever succeeded, but that was the goal. And that almost also became to our
0: detriment, too, because then trying to rein it back, you know, that was all my kind of video secrecies too. It's like, yeah, hey, let's let's pick some movies that we're not going to have to go that in-depth in. But then when we pick something, it's like, well, you know, do you want to give it its fair shake and talk as much as you could like we've done with all these other ones? Or do we just gloss over stuff and then... How do we live up to the idea of it being the definitive episode that no one's going to have to do another episode about it again? When we're going to just maybe do the cliff notes or whatever, so yeah. that would always make it lend itself to be this long episode about these. You know, we go down these different rabbit holes, or you know, about this or that. But I mean, it was always fun, and and it led to great conversations. It it would be awesome to have you know, like almost like a chat room to be able to 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 um uh, in real time, you know, read people's um you know how they do nowadays you know. <laughs> <That was> crazy. <laughs> people's comments done. and input yeah those kids nowadays get the input and stuff like that and to figure out what you know what people liked or didn't liked. um you know a lot i you know a lot of the comic book movies we did i think were really cool you know we, we did cover you know the the tim burton batmans we did uh uh i loved i love dick tracy so we did the dick tracy movie we did uh we did tarzan uh we did uh Rocketeer.
1: I think our, uh, I think our great shadow, I would put Gray Stoke, the uh, legend of Tarzan, man of the apes or Lord of the apes in, uh, in the category of like us at our best, you know, like I would, we were
0: talking about burrows and all that. We yeah, talked about yeah. pulps, you know, so we gave the whole idea where it came from and all the, you know, like the John Carter from Mars era of writing and trying to, cause and then also that's another thing too, cause people are, you know, you think about the how fast technology is going, and just how people forget. I wonder if that's that's hap- it's had to have happened in other generations, that you 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 uh, people don't need to learn anymore about where certain things come from. So if you just know about Star Wars because you like Star Wars, maybe you don't realize where all these harken back to and all the elements that yeah. brought you to Star Wars. So you may say, "Oh, Buck Rogers is corny." But it's like, yeah, but that's what, you know, uh, Lucas wanted to make a Buck Rogers movie and he couldn't get the rights. It's like Darkman, you know, uh Raimi wanted to make it the, a shadow, he couldn't get the rights. So he made Darkman. It's like, so it's great when you have, at least for me, the knowledge of these things of, of all these lead to the same kind of like ocean, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean,
1: you know, I think we always just tried to do a show that we would be interested in. And context yeah. is a very important thing to both of us <laughs> in terms of, yeah. you know, when we like movies and we like we like to set the table, like we like to know what came before it. We like to think about the time in which it was made and what was going on in the world and and uh, what other entertainment was like at that time. But we are actually trying to keep this show, this episode, to a, uh, a limited thing. So let's, as we wrap up, what do we? Ha- you know, a lot has happened in the last two years, especially professionally. Uh, we've both had books come out. Uh, Dion has become a movie. How did how
0: did yours How did yours do? How did your How did the second book do?
1: I have I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Mine think, didn't do as well as the first. I don't. Th- I don't think it did as well as the first one. Even though I think, yeah. honestly, I think my second book is better than the first one. But. Sure. Uh, but you know, but you also became a movie star. So just tell us about some of the things that you did over the last uh, two years or, uh, or whatever. So plug, now we're gonna plug the crap out of our other stuff. <laughs> this is the
0: time, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, when we sit down and make a uh, brew of coffee and just
1: plug the gotta, shit out of it. Got to keep those lights on.
0: Yeah, so we're going to send the, uh, the hat around the room right now. We don't want to be a silent collection. We don't hear no change jingling in there. Uh, I, two books. I mean, the whole idea with the books, which has been a 10 years uh, going around in circles in a cul-de-sac, was just like, you know, I had screenplays that I wrote, and it's uh, one of the hardest things I find in this industry is getting an agent, let alone getting an agent that is specific to what your needs are. So uh I wrote screenplays for movies I'd want to go see and then, you know, not being able to get them out there and then me working uh in cable news, uh a lot of the people I would meet, uh, their connections were all nonfiction. So that was really hard trying to get uh stuff out there and find the people who can help you. Uh so people said to me, Hey, write books <laughs> and you have a better chance of making them made in the movies. Like, really? And boy were they wrong. Uh so <laughs> I, I wrote <laughs> I wrote two books. Uh, I'm kind of trying to write a third now, uh, which is going to be a sequel to the first book. And, uh, you know, the first one was kind of like a 70s cop movie. The second one was kind of like an Indiana Jones kind of uh, fun meets kind of like Boys from Brazil kind of a thing. Uh, And uh, the third one's going to be a a sequel to the first one, to the 70s cop movie. And then uh, I have two others. Those were both screenplays. And then I have a, uh, a Harlem horror movie, an urban horror movie. And then I had a Western, kind of like a revenge Western thing. And uh, so many ideas for other stuff that I want to do. It's just so time-consuming doing stuff. Uh, And then serendipitously on the side, I was able to... I did some acting. uh, I did some uh, uh, co-starring in a couple low-budget movies uh, that uh, John Schneider, Bo Duke had done, uh, which were very fun. And, uh, you know, I had the time of my life doing that. And, uh, you know, that's kind of fallen off too. There was two of them. And then I think we might be doing a third to wrap that up and uh, I don't know if that'll be as far as my acting career would go I did like hobo with a high kick with with wrong rule and Hancock which was a kind of like a, a trailer for a fake movie that didn't come out and then most recently uh uh I did a uh an audio play that me and um uh Moose Matson uh kind of put together uh which was fun and uh boy, that was a bear to do. I kind of lost my mind in the winter of yeah. of twenty two <laughs> you know doing it's, that. It's uh, kind of the reason
1: why we never ended up doing it' we always talked about it, doing it for how for long
0: years long. that was and, and that was where it came from because uh the fall when we went on hiatus, I was kind of almost doing a spec script with the idea that I would pitch to you, "Hey, let's try to do this, and I kind of wrote a spec script, and then we went on hiatus and I was like, "Oh, I don't know what to do with this now and then the, the following year, I, in conversation with James and uh, Moose, I said, "Oh, I have this spec script I did because Blake and I were going to talk about doing this." But we've, and like we just said, the whole reason why we were hesitant is because of how long it would take. Blake is an editor by trade; that's his day job. So you know, a lot of this was also like I figured, like you're not going to want to do what you do uh, anyway, do it for for this. And and so we ended up writing something, and then I I, I directed it, co-starred in it, wrote co-wrote it, wrote it uh edited it post-production. And that thing, it was like three months of every, you know, freaking four or five hours on the side before going to my real job during the day. So it was tough. And that was the biggest hesitancy with us of not doing it because of how much would go into it to hit us, to satisfy our quirkiness of what we think it should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So...
0: um, And then... That's where we are now, uh, and we're kind of back where we started. So, uh, you know, I still got my regular day job doing things.
1: And um, how about you now? What have you... You Basically, what I've been doing right now is I'm trying to make Score to Death into a movie, into a documentary. So that that's, that's kind of been the focus uh, for the last year or so. I tried really hard to get somebody else to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, for a long time, it took six months of... I was going to work with... Uh, I'm just going to say, I, you know, I haven't for, I haven't given any names on social media, but because it's just me and Dion talking right now, uh, I'm eating my popcorn. Like I was going to do this. We were going to do it as either a documentary or a television show. And I had partnered with the company Spectre vision, which is uh, Elijah Woods company. And, oh, wow. Um, they made the movie Mandy starring Nicholas cage. That's uh, a big popular one. Um, directed by, I heard that was, good. uh, directed by the son of, uh, Cobra director and tombstone Cosmatos uh, of, cause Cosmatos, the son did that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. <laughs> but so I was going to do it with them and we were going to do it with shutter and then, uh, the streaming service and basically, um, I never actually met with Shudder or talked to Shudder, but basically I was getting the impression that Shudder basically just wanted to buy the title, give me an executive producer credit, and slap me on the ass and <laughs> usher me out of the room. There
0: you go, kid. <laughs> See you later. Here's a candy. Go play.
1: <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm fine with not directing it, but like, I'd like to be involved. I think my involvement would be uh, beneficial, considering that everyone you're going to want to interview for this are friends of mine now, because I've interviewed them for the book. The book I've already done all the research. Uh, I was just not comfortable with letting it go, and I'm not like my biggest concern, even more than not actively being involved, was you want to buy the title. But like, I have two books by that title. I have two podcasts by that title. Like I'm at scored to death on social media. Like, can I keep, can I own the, the title for everything else? Or Are you going to own it? And when I started asking those kinds of questions, it was, <laughs> we, we just, let's just say we decided maybe this wasn't a good fit. So, uh, now I'm doing it by myself. Uh, scored to death, the, the, uh, working title at the moment is scored to death, the dark art of scary movie music. Ooh. And, uh, depending on with, when this, um, posts, I'm going to be attempting to crowdfund it starting in the end of September going through Halloween. Uh,
0: how far along are you in a pre-production or are you in a kind of a production? You did a couple interviews,
1: right? I went out to California and, uh, did five interviews for it so far. Um and I'm I need to I still need to cut those interviews into kind of a and these are on camera interviews yeah sizzle yeah because it's a movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah says I still I need to cut a sizzle reel for like kind of a preview for it for the Kickstarter campaign for when that goes so I'm just like trying to figure all that out because I've never done a I've never done crowdfunding before and I you know I want to do it right I don't want to be one of these assholes that promises all these things and then can't deliver um. So that's kind of where I'm at now and I'm kind of in this mad dash uh you know, the podcast the crowdfunding campaign is supposed to go up in like four weeks. So <laughs> I'm trying to get all that involved and uh all that done. Um and uh yeah, I went out there uh, look, my cow cal- my trip to California to shoot those interviews was a was a cluster F, uh, to say yeah. the least. And uh I, I was tempted to called dion and say i need you to get on the next plane to california <laughs> i need your help <laughs> i need you <ya." laughs> come on okay and i'm coming as little guy with two suitcases <laughs> um but i didn't i muscled through and i and i, I put my head down and i did them two camera shoots completely by myself Ooh, geez. and as dion knows i don't drive so it's like ubering to people's houses and then with a mil- with bags huge cases of equipment, yeah, lighting kits, right? And <laughs> all this stuff. It was a mess, but hopefully I think the interviews for the most part turned out really good. I made mistakes on every interview, but I learned from those mistakes and I didn't make that mistake again. And that's, I think all you can really hope for. Um, but there's going to be many more interviews, hopefully. Um, and I think the most exciting part of the Kickstarter campaign is that, uh, I was like, well, you know people who are going to give want potentially want to contribute to the, to a campaign like this are going to be film music fans so i need to provide them with a cheer or a reward that oh. that they're going to want but i can't promise a soundtrack because i don't know if i'm going to raise enough money to pay a composer to do a score and if i use library cues i can't release those as an album so I've devised this plan, and so far this plan is coming together, and hopefully, fingers crossed, it will continue. Uh, as I don't know if I've said on the show, and I think, you know, I don't know if I've said this to Dion, but one of my things that I live my life by is, what do you got to lose? You know, just go for it, and what do you got to lose? Ask questions. Send emails to people. So I came up with this. You're not losing a kidney, are you? So I came up with this idea where like, what if I just start asking musicians if they'll record themes to horror horror movie themes, existing popular horror movie themes, and donate them to the campaign. And I will put them on a record. Yeah, they'll do covers of horror movie themes. And I will release a limited edition scored to death record as specifically part of the campaign.
0: That you're going to press yourself in your living room. I'm gonna, I
1: got the machinery. I got the big balls of vinyl. <laughs> yes, the little do Waffle yeah. press. Cutting yeah. them out. <laughs> Dion, don't put your hands in there. <laughs> and uh, miraculously, yes, yes, many people are saying no. But miraculously, <laughs> some people are saying yes. And really, uh, and
0: you're getting well, it's even more amazing, I think, that you're getting through to these people. And I, what I mean, is that they're responding to your communication, you know, yeah, you're not just one of the look, people that the
1: email gets j- lost. I mean, some of them, it started off with like I've become friendly on social media with certain artists because of Scored to Death, like they're they're they appreciate what I do and they appreciate the books. And um, so it kind of started with like I went to those people first, and uh, but uh. You Know the lineup is subject to change, but some of the people that have kind of said yes are um Steve Moore from the band Zombie, he's he's gonna do a, a cover for me. Uh, that's kind of a big deal because he also has scored a couple of horror movies. The band Voyager, with I don't know how you say their name because it's Voyager, but instead of an E, it's a it's the number three. Okay, uh, oh. but they're a big deal. To me anyway. Yeah. Uh, They just did the score for uh, New York Ninja, (laughs) which is a masterpiece. Are you talking,
0: are you presenting them as well with with the idea? Are you saying, you know, cover whatever your heart desires? Or are you saying, hey, would you score a, would you do a cover of this?
1: Uh, For the most part, I just say, this is the idea. Would you want to do it? And they say, yes. And uh, my, I'm just trying to shuffle everybody so that we're not going to get doubles of things. Um, Yeah. uh, Wojciech Golczewski, Polish composer who I interviewed on score to death, the podcast, who uh, I just love his stuff. I'm a big fan. Uh, He's done a few horror movies. And as in addition to just his own synth music, he's going to do one Uh, Richard Christie, who was a guest on uh, the short lived uh, interview show that we had on Saturday movie sleepovers. Uh, who was the former drummer of the uh, heavy metal band death. And he has a band called uh, charred walls of the damned as his current band. And he's, uh, he's going to do one. So uh, I'm just emailing people and many people are saying no, but some people are saying yes. So, that's so. like, in addition to making a movie, I'm producing an album. <laughs> do you know, and do they
0: already have songs picked or are you able to, at liberty to say what they're, what they're, they may be covering?
1: A handful, uh, well, not even a handful. Some have already, some, some do have picked, um, trying to get everybody to, to get on the same page. Um, cause I'm hoping to get them to all deliver their stuff by January. Cause turnaround to, to press an album is like a year so you know once i get the tracks and i put them and i get it and i you know i get it mastered or whatever so that they all are the same volume and all that stuff by the time yeah. the, the, the time the vinyl company gets it to start making the album i'm not getting it back for like 10 to 12 months uh after that so you know if i get it in january people aren't getting that record until 2014 i mean 2024 so uh trying to uh, a mutual friend of ours might be doing something john pizzarelli might do something
0: (laughs) oh wow that'd be really cool we'll see he doesn't guitar aficionado i I presented
1: a jazz guitar great legend uh, yeah son of the part departed uh bucky pizzarelli um I, i presented him with it and he's like i send me some ideas you know? like, he's completely baffled as to what to do but if he can figure out how to do a horror movie theme in a in a in a jazz format or a solo at the very least a solo guitar performance he might contribute so um so that's kind of you like gotta these... send him that album that's uh, the... what the hell's the name of that album i forget the name of it but uh so that's the big that's that's the big news. It's like I'm just trying to get this underway and it's because 'cause I'm doing uh I'm basically doing it all my by myself. I sent Dion yesterday the 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 potential poster art for it. Um Yeah, it looks the, great. That the, looks the,
0: really cool for the film. So when are you releasing that? Is that just tentative? Or are you holding that until when you get more stuff or
1: what? The poster that goes up with the Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. The post, the poster is going to go up with the Kickstarter account. That's why I kind of did it now is because you need, you know, Roger Corman. Sell. if got to <laughs> sell the post. <laughs> then you make the move. Yeah. got to
0: get, <laughs> well, hopefully if people are listening too, this, could be a good calling card for people to reach out to you too, as well. And, um, you know, uh, that's a good way to support us is to buy our stuff as well as, uh, help us, you know, get our projects off the ground. So, you know, if people in high places are listening to this episode, that's a great way to contact you to support, um, your Kickstarter and stuff like that.
1: And if you're, uh, you know, follow me on scored at scored to death on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, and there'll be information about the Kickstarter campaign and, uh, you know, if, if you're listening to this in October, that means, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's running. And if you feel so inclined to support the project, uh, go take a look. See if you're interested in it.
0: That'll be fun. And uh, your books are for sale, of course, on Amazon, your yeah. score-to-death books. and uh, you uh, can order, books are on you can, Amazon as well. You
1: can order copies of Score-to-death on Amazon, an ebook and paperback, or paperbacks from me directly at score to
0: yeah, you'll sign them for people, right? You'll put people's uh, John Hancock on there.
1: hey, asshole. Thanks for buying my
0: hey.
1: book. <laughs> hey, you
0: <laughs> motherfucker. How's your face? There you go. Who am I making this to? Paul, I'm going to call you Joe. Hey, Joe. Oh, well, that's fun. Well, yeah, we do got things going on, and then we'll have to see what's, um, uh, you know, we do have um, something else uh, for, for Saturday Night Movie Sleepover specific coming out too yeah. uh, soon, so I don't know how that's going to be even how we're relating that to this. Um, do we, uh... We're
1: planning on doing one more thing, uh, and then we'll, yeah. we'll see if we can find time to keep going.
0: We'll see. Yeah, do stuff like that. So uh, um, I think if you keep uh, an eye out, at least, uh, of course, on our social medias, um, on our, our social medias, whatever the hell that is nowadays, on our Facebook and our, and our Twitter, and then uh, probably on Instagram as well, um, that's a good way to promote too, and uh, you know word by mouth because we're we're calling everybody and leaving messages on their <laughs> voicemails about what's going on. So hello, uh, may I
1: please speak to. <laughs>
0: um, have you Jason, heard of Saturday Night movie Jason? sleepovers? Oh, you have, have you? Okay, well, is this? I'm looking for Mr. Uh, Vanderbilt. No, he doesn't live here anymore. Do you have a forwarding address <laughs> or number for him? All right, um just uh please let him know that this is uh Saturday night movie sleepovers calling, and we wanted to say uh, thank you for his patronage. have a good day now uh so yeah, why don't you uh why don't you all keep an eye out for us um and you know we'll we'll um hear and uh, hopefully we can satisfy that little um uh need people have or want to hear hear us again and um you know this you know we didn't really have a format for this so this has been fun, just catching up with everybody and uh, letting us know what's going on. And uh, certainly, I don't know what in the weeks to come, I guess, or the days to come, we'll have something else coming out on here too, which is the big surprise. Maybe we should have planned that as as like a, we had big news <laughs> at the end of the podcast we were going to reveal.
1: Yeah, well. You know.
0: If you've listened this far, if you got this far, <laughs> the, the five people who have listened all the way through to the end of this, only you guys are going to know, uh, spoiler alert, that we're going to be dropping another episode very soon of, of in the old timey fashion format of the old days. We're going to go back to the, uh, Saturday
1: Movie Sleep, to the proper, proper. format.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're gonna act like nothing ever happened. So um, then we're gonna pick up right where we left off and do an old episode of a movie. I think that people are gonna dig. It's gonna be a fun one for I, sure. Really. I have no idea
1: what people are gonna. Yeah, I don't know that's if it's true. I, there are people that we live are, in a bubble. <laughs> there are there are people that have been asking us to do another movie, another episode, but I don't think anybody's anticipating <laughs> us doing this movie. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if this stalker. is the. Mo- I'm not sure this is the movie you <laughs> wanted from us, but uh, this is the one you're getting.
0: Yeah, we're doing uh, all of Ken Anger's movies. We're doing one of the, most, the most obscure Ken Anger. <laughs> yeah, whoever people or or what's it what was the other guy, Stan Brackage. We're doing <laughs> anything you've ever wanted to know. Uh, we kid, but um, yeah, in the next couple of weeks or in the next couple of days, however this ends up, you know, coming out, um, we're gonna let you know and. Um, I think it's also clutch to emphasize, you know, um, you know that silent majority. If you guys are out there and you liked us, please let us know. Um, take to uh, email, postcard, uh, or, uh, you know, comment and let us know. Drop us a line. Tell us uh, if you, you know, times are tough nowadays with cash, of course. But if you want to, um, you know, support um, Blake's Endeavor with the GoFundMe, uh, look that up. If you want to support us, a great way also is by buying our... Our books that helps us put some feet, some all those uh, mouths we have on the table. You know all the various children we have by different people all over around the country. Um, if you want to help us out there, that's always very good. And if you're in the industry and uh, you want to help, you know you're interested in talking to us. We do have a lot of projects we'd like to do and stuff like that ready to go. We just got to find the right people to help us hock them and move them. So uh, drop us a line because we're always up for a chat. And, uh, you know, you could see me if you Google my name um, of the, the acting and other stuff I've done and check out the audio play. I think that was the last thing we've actually posted on Saturday Night Movie Sleepovers. We we cross-promoted pub- or published that audio play, the Bigfoot uh, audio play we did. And then uh, Blake's stuff is over there at... Um, uh, on your, your for your goblin what's your what's your address for that oh uh, score to death radio, radio which
1: is uh score to death radio can be found over at cinematic sound it's the uh, cinematic sound radio sh- uh network but the address is cinematic sound.net so uh if you're, sweet at this point there's enough episodes that if you just search Score to death radio you'll find it but it, it goes under their cinematic sound radios like feed for iTunes
0: sweet so yeah check us out there and uh we'll uh we'll see you very soon so uh you know go get your uh stuff ready go take a nap early because we're gonna have another late night coming up very soon so uh, just keep your eyes open See you later later